0: All right, good morning everybody. Hope everyone's having a good week here today, as always, with our good friend, Steve Parisi from IBC Global. Steve, how are you doing today?
1: Mike, I am doing great. Had some snow out this morning when I was running. It was, it was nice, uh, but <laughs> great over here. How about you? <laughs>
0: I don't, I'm not ready to hear that. Uh, <laughs> um, good. You, I'm, I'm coming in a little hot this morning. Because as I was telling you, I was thinking last night, I had a friend of mine who, a longtime friend, who was in the agency recently, working with one of the agents, really pushing back hard on any kind of whole life purchase. Um, We are never in a position where we're trying to fit a round peg in a square hole. And I'm a big believer in... Uh, a well-rounded approach. I think people who know me know that about me. I'm not a salesman. Um, you know, I really kind of look at myself more as a as a consultant. Uh, I want to see the big picture. And I, I was really frustrated that this individual had so many layers of, uh, you know, just kind of investment mindset marketing baked into his constitution over the years that uh, he couldn't take a fresh look at some of the things that we were proposing. I know you deal with this a lot. I know that a lot of times the folks that are coming to you, they're already looking for cash value, life insurance. But when that's not the case, what kind of conversations are you having with people? Because, you know, again, I I like to be well-rounded. I like my, my... my investments and my um, financial world is well-rounded. I believe there's a place for everything. You have to diversify. Um, but I look at a product that I represent very strongly with Mass Mutual that is uh, conservative. It's going to accumulate cash value. It's not correlated to the market. It's liquid. When I borrow uh, money against it, I'm going to continue to accumulate dividends as if all that money is sitting there. There's a tax-free death benefit. It drives tax-free income. If you look at a 25 year time horizon, all the dollars that I'm putting into my whole life policies, maybe they're going to look like a 4% tax-free internal rate of return on cash. I mean, why wouldn't you position your safe money there? Um, instead of a savings account, instead of a CD, instead of a bond fund. Um, I I don't fully understand all the pushback other than there's a lot of negative marketing propaganda out there proposed from the investment side of the house. Mm -hmm. So how, how do you... How do you talk through conversations like that? Uh, that was a long opening,
1: sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean I, I get it a hundred percent. You know, when individuals <laughs> I've, I've heard it a million times whole life is a scam. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, if this has anything to do with whole life insurance, I'm not interested. That stuff it, it comes up quite a bit. And you know how I look at it from a presentation standpoint or just a building awareness is there's really two sides of the fence you've got one side which is exactly what you just described. Individuals that have heard of whole life or been presented whole life insurance and they looked at it they said okay I'm purchasing this for death benefit but cash cash value, cash accumulation that is what I'm interested in. I see a company paying a 6% maybe it's a 7% dividend rate when they looked at it at the time and maybe they're putting in money and they have nothing in the beginning. Takes 10 years just to perhaps break even meaning get your money back, your cash on cash and they look at that and say, oh okay, if this is such a good place to put money like why does it look so bad? And then you've got things out there reinforcing the negativity. You know if you listen to Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman they've got their opinions and they're very vocal about them. So they're there's a lot of negativity around whole life insurance and frankly if it's designed in a manner where you have nothing in the beginning and cash accumulation is your goal you want to see it then it's not going to necessarily work. You're not going to be happy. Correct. But then you've got the other side of the fence and this is where the the attraction there is the attraction is there when you see banks, corporations, the ultra wealthy, a lot of business owners, people we work, work with, put in tons of money into these products and they've got cash value right off the bat. A lot of times it's the same company, same product, it's just designed differently. All that means is as a consumer, if I pay a dollar into a policy, I can choose how much of that dollar goes towards premium and how much goes into riders that accelerate the cash value growth. So, Without getting into detail there, the main point is if the product is designed in a manner that copies or mimics what people with money are doing and have been doing this for so long and then you hear comments like I love whole life insurance. You know there's I remember an owner of a, a construction company made a company made a comment he had policies of 5 or 7 of them something like that and we analyzed them he showed, uh, showed us all of his policies and he was well-to-do he said other than the share in my business my stocks bonds all my other investments you know they've produced but my life insurance policies have been my best performing asset because that 4% internal rate of return tax-free if you do everything right it's just consistent regardless of what happens every year. So it, it is partly a mindset you know you'll see the wealthy very happy with it, but they're typically presented a policy in a manner that's cash rich from the get go, very, very strong guaranteed cash value, short term, long term, all that good stuff. So, I mean, I would attest it to the policy design, meaning making sure it's designed up front. This way, if you're showing someone putting a hundred grand per year into a policy with the same product, the same company, and option A has zero in cash <laughs> in year one. Option B has fifty percent in cash value and option C has eighty-five to ninety percent cash value off the bat. Same company, same out of pocket by the consumer, they're gonna look at it and say, Why would everyone not go with option C? Well, because are
0: of- you sacrificing future performance with that design? Let, as an example, <clears throat> I remember um, years ago there were a lot of a lot of advisors that I worked with. We're very interested in the high early cash value product. Yeah. And Mass Mutual has a high early cash value product where, you know, you pay a dollar premium and you have 91 cents in cash value, 92 cents in cash value immediately. Um, That product wasn't as strong a performer long term as the other products. It wasn't that far off, but... Mm -hmm you were definitely sacrificing yeah um, some some future product performance
1: mm-hmm. yeah with a pure high early cash value product like what you mentioned you do sacrifice long-term performance now if you take a traditional product that is designed for long-term cash accumulation and death benefit you could that would be a case where the base premium typically gives zero or a couple of percentage points credited to cash value in the first year. First and second. Those products can be designed long-term product can be designed where you have 85 to 90% in cash value in the first year. Which is appealing. A lot of people see that and say okay now I can reap the long-term benefits and it doesn't really hurt me because I don't, I don't necessarily need all of the money I pay in in the first couple of years. I might not need any of it. I just like to see it there in case something happened asset on the balance sheet that kind of stuff. Um, But to to answer your question so if you keep it apples to apples right with a traditional policy and all we're doing is lowering the base premium and increasing the the PUA component to beef up the cash values. The question was do you sacrifice long-term performance that way? The answer is potentially. And I hate giving that answer uh, but the reason why is when you look at how insurance companies pay dividends on life insurance products over a long long period of time 30 or 40 years dividends are more favorable on base premium dollars as opposed to PUA dollars. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so if dividends come up Not
0: really but (laughs) I, I, I follow it.
1: Point being is let me try and do my best to simplify if we take less upfront the insurance company says if we do well and our dividend rate goes up we potentially may give you more money long term. That's, That's more or less what's happening because of how they treat dividends on their pure premium piece not riders that accelerate cash value. Which is appealing as a consumer it's very appealing as an agent because we can start to justify okay I can set a higher base premium which means higher compensation and such. But the thing is like what I've seen to be consistent is aside from the what-ifs when we look at actual data and I saw this a lot when you know SERPs are put in play, play for corporations and such they will look at historic data and they juice the policies from the get-go asset in the balance sheet day one maximum cash value and they say we've had this for a while and it performs at the highest rate when we squeeze the premium down regardless of what the illustration says. So uh, my thing is is obtaining more historical data is always good um, but looking at real performance can you give up long-term performance by having more cash up front? Potentially but in reality I have not seen that. I've typically seen if you max it out up front you max it out long term and when you look at the guaranteed cash values that's true 100% of the time.
0: Do you find that clients in these types of situations are kind of uber focused on up front or early years? cash value or they want to look at options?
1: Uh, good question. They they always want to see options. Um, obviously everyone's focused on the upfront they want to see how much of a hit hit it's going to be but you know I, I wouldn't want to take all of my money up front if it's going to really negatively impact me long term. So we want to see the options there too. So we always will show options. Um, you know not everyone's focused on the, the immediate cash value. But the thing is like if 30 years down the road if you and I look at an option and we're going to have a million dollars and option one gives you nothing up front or 50% of what you pay up front and option B gives you the same or very similar to that million dollars in 30 years but you've got almost all your money up front. It's like why would you not take it up front that way you, you can use it right? I mean the life insurance is great you've got the protection from the death benefit, the safety right that call it 4% whatever it produces on the net returns but using it. I mean I know you're involved in real estate if you want to use it for a real estate deal like that's where you're going to make your money.
0: I'm working on something right now.
1: Exactly like that's where you're going to make your money and the life insurance can just complement that. So I mean this is a nice what's the right word storehouse but at the same time using it for other opportunities. So the more capital we have access to, the more we can use it and accelerate everything.
0: You know what else is so important that I think never really gets a a good enough look in our business from wholesalers and advisors is, I can't tell you how often I'm in competition with another carrier and I've got someone who's, who's looking for a death benefit solution and they're also looking at cash values and they don't really look at the income coming out of the policy. And all these companies distribute income out of these policies and it affects the policies in a different way. Meaning that just because my policy has $100,000 in cash value and your policy has $90,000 in cash value, doesn't mean necessarily that I'm gonna drive more tax-free income out of my policy.
1: Correct, yeah. And I, mean, I,
0: I don't think folks really understand that or take a hard enough look at it. I think a lot of times it's like, here's this cash value, here's that cash value, this one's better. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. Really depends how, how you plan to use it. It really yeah. depends on how the company recognizes loans and distributes money from the policy. You know this,
1: you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. You know we did a a study on that recently. It was a, a we've got a video. It's a public one about setting expectations properly on the distribution phase where what you mentioned plays into it. And we also showed hey if I'm pumping funds into a policy and I see this much income projected okay it looks great. But what does it look like in a conservative dividend environment if dividends come down and also guarantees? This way, I can see it up front, as opposed to you know thinking you're going to have fifty grand per year and then told after the fact you get thirty five. That's not the conversation. <laughs> that's not the conversation anyone wants to have.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're, you know, you're kind of delving into that. Um, I always thought that that was interesting. That that gets kind of glossed over and and. Maybe an advisor can gloss over that, but um, from a client's perspective, you really need to understand how that works when you're looking at options.
1: Yeah, yeah, because there's so many moving parts, and it, it takes time to to learn it. Or an agent that's just going to do it for you properly. I mean, that's important. Yeah, a, a lot, a lot that goes into it. Um, but I guess to kind of loop back around to your original question, you know with the individual saying hey whole life you know not that great I like other investments and such. What I've found is is typically just a means of awareness seeing the options where oh I didn't know I could have that type of policy and mimic what a lot of these one percenters do in my personal situation with any amount of money that I'm paying in. That's usually the awareness where at least what we've seen the light bulb goes off. Oh I didn't know that. All right show me this option. (laughs) Yeah. And generally,
0: I think people just, you know, the stock market is is sexier and and more exciting. Um, Yeah. Not for me, but
1: for most. Right now, it's, yeah, (laughs) all over the place, which, uh, yeah, definitely exciting. I mean, that's a good word to use for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Not always good, but exciting. Yeah. Um, All right. This was great. Thanks, Steve. Uh, I'll be talking to you this week. And if anybody is looking for... You know, as always, Steve is looking to grow. His organization is growing rapidly during this time. How many of you can say that? So if you have questions about what Steve does, please reach out to him. He's a, he's a great contact in this space. And if you want to talk Mass Mutual, you want to talk whole life, give me a buzz. Reach out via email. And uh, Steve, have a great day. Likewise. Thanks so much, Mike. Enjoy.
1: Thanks. All right.